Welcome to a new adventure with Wandering Monster. Explore the Dark Caribbean with our cast, Kevin Welch as Death Turtle, Bridget Grave as Esther, Charles Bernard as Checkmate, Mr. Patchkey as Burnout, and John Baltusberger as Bastinus Marlowe, as we play Pirate Borg. Our interpret scallywags are cultists of Basatan, the crustacean god of crabs, who dwells in the deep, fomenting the tides of chaos and atrophy with each and every dawn. What will our friends do to hasten the deaths of all things? How much trouble can they get into along the way? Find out that and more now on Wondering Monster, The Price of Ash. Roll initiative! I was expecting some type of dramatic drum roll or crashing of thunder and lightning or something like that. Horses winning in post. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, with that introduction, uh, if you, I guess, is kind of like a top down, yes, this is a Morkborg variant on the the actual world of piracy and kind of as a good like safety note or kind of like entry into this is that if you are familiar with our uh, the sordid history of real world pirates and the world issues that we're having at the time there were lots of terrible things and atrocities that happened and the book itself makes mention of this so i think it's also good to mention it as well that we're not going to pay any disrespect to any of those atrocities by getting into it in a gamification way uh we're going to kind of focus more on the gameplay the lore of pirates themselves and i will let history itself speak to the atrocity of real people and their real crimes um so just kind of putting that out there that this is all a very fictitious version of the caribbean in a mythopoetic kind of setting uh, everything framed in the end times just as morkborg is so putting that out there getting it out of the way learn more about your history of pirates it's fascinating uh, so one we at course of wandering monster always like to do a little twist or spin on the games that we run and we are going to add our own flair to the pirate borg experience by putting our cast in the kind of the role of antagonists in a way more so than the an usual anti-heroes and scum that they typically play or and are in real life who knows mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but all of the characters that are going to be in this uh and this drama as it were are cultists are part of the wretched the forces that are actually trying to bring about the end times so if you enjoy chaos you know space marines and uh, all of that lore and uh, just kind of the person just kind of egging on the worst of things to happen that is a little bit of what our anti-heroes are going to bring into the scope and focus You're speaking but, my language tonight i love it <laughs> so I'm going to uh, actually, why don't we let our cast of scurvy ridden rats kind of introduce themselves and then I will set the scene for where we begin our tale in the dark Caribbean. But that means that we need someone to be so bold as to walk the plank first. Um, spoiler alert, it's me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Shock. So um, I will be uh, playing the role of Lucas Checkmate Colstein. Now, you know, I uh, 
I resent you saying that that um, the entire crew is scurvy ridden because um, while citrus fruits are the best place to get your um, you know ingredients for avoiding scurvy, any fresh meat or game that is like not preserved can help with that. And uh, funnily enough, um, we'll just get into my backstory in a second. Um, I am of the class Rapscallion, which means I am a backstabbing, hard gambling, shadow sneaking, breaking and entering, poisoning, stealing son of a bitch. Um, and it says here I can be found in taverns, shadows, and shallow graves, which I really like. like that is where I'm going to wind up. Um, yeah, so... Uh, in addition to being able to brew grog, which is great, uh, I am also the crew cook. Um, how I wound up as one of the wretched is a bit of a tale. Um, you see, I was a, a ship's cook, and uh, I was kind of a hungry guy. And uh, I never had any complaints about the food, the quality, the taste, you know, the quantity. It was all good. And someone started raising a fuss about, like, every time we do some swashbuckling and arms and legs get lopped off, like, they kind of disappear. And, like, why did that guy who fell off the deck last night's, like, gold ring show up in the chili? And, like, you know, um, what are you doing below decks feasting on a human corpse? And uh, so when it looked like the jig was up, I just straight up jumped overboard and swam for it, which strikes me as a really bad exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> middle of the ocean i'm just like i'm out of here um yeah so i hunger i picked up the hunger uh while i was a uh you know cook and continue to cook according to um the hunger's predilections and the great old ones understand you know they don't uh shame me for my appetites they don't tell me that it's healthy and natural to eat stuff other than like my favorite food, which are rats and human bodies. Um, you know, they they were very accepting, the great old ones. So, um, yeah, here I am, gaunt, ghoulish, with a uh, distended belly. That's accurate to life. <laughs> um, deep and sunken eyes. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, and it says uh, far too wide a smile. So all the all the better to eat you with, my dear. Fabulously done. Fabulously done. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's a that's a hard act to follow, but I'll right? I'll try. So um I'm Esther, otherwise known as Spike by my friends, but my friends all died on the last ship. So um <laughs> you can call me Spike if you want to. Uh they were killed by undead. Um, and, uh, I was left to live on purpose. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Um, I, I, I am dressed in conquistador armor. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> we're just not going to, we're not going to go there. Um, it's, it was not mine originally. Uh, we'll just say that. Um, I'm a bit of a scoundrel. I'm a highly functioning alcoholic. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of kind of like the undead because they let me go so thanks i'll go next all right um i'm playing jacob death turtle baker um he <laughs> random really rolled the name um i love it he's uh he was a ship's medic for the last 
three ships he was on before they all sank. So he's uh, pretty paranoid getting on any ships because it seems like every time he steps foot on them, they just end up sinking. The last one he got on actually, um, well, you know, it obviously sank and all that. But uh, as he's like drifting out on out in sea, uh, he was uh, uh, visited by you know just a just like a swarm of crabs for some reason, and one of them handed them him a. Uh, uh, a piece of a colorful coral and once he touched that coral he had this insane visions of like just colors just shooting at him and just weird spectral eldritch sort of stuff going on and he was uh imbued with uh powers like well they jacob's a sorcerer so uh he, he, he once he got to shore he he you know was disoriented and you know finally got to you know got his head straight and then realized uh he has the power to spiritually possess people nice and cool. we'll do with that as we will um but you know still with that whole uh you know ship medic thing in the back of his head he's more of like he's gonna try to make sure not everyone dies or at least try not to die and if he does he'll possess them so that they can continue to go and do things and smoke ash all right Is that your your way of suggesting that I go next? <laughs> it's me, right? Well, <laughs> I'd be called burnout. Uh, pretty much what you see here is what's described, except for burnout has long hair. <laughs> um, well, that being said, uh, burnout has a trusty <laughs> sword that is unbreakable. It is also a saber. So this time accurate cool yeah yeah only, only i would imagine it's probably not a it's probably just like the, the standard little thin metal thing there but yeah anywho uh for those, but... for those of you listening on the podcast um later pashki just produced an actual saber um to rattle so there you go it's, it's not that rattly i mean I think you're supposed to do it in the sheath or something, but yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not rattling in midair, or maybe yeah. you rattle it in someone's bones when you stick them. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe it's way. just when they hit each other, they rattle and make a nice <laughs> noise. But yeah, anyways, so burnout at one point, yeah, it was a lead mutineer on a ship, took control of it, was in charge for probably about three days before he himself got mutineered and uh, lost control of the ship. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. We don't need to bring it up again. You know it happened. I know it happened. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're moving past it. Now we worship another god, and I have a little a little guy that I feel correctly depicts him. Dapper. Look at him. Love it. He's Love it. so cute. He is. <laughs> My name is Faustinus Marlowe. I'm what some might call larger than life. Um, <laughs> what that means is that I am morbidly obese. Um, <laughs> it's, which seems rude to me, right? Like, I'm not larger than life. I'm alive, aren't I? So, ergo, <laughs> I'm as large as life. Um... <clears throat> Important thing to remember here 
is that I am a learned man. I studied in academy. I was to be an officer. Oh, no, Faustinus. You're too fat to be an officer. How you can't fit in your uniform. La, la, la. Well, I won't say that slaughtering and eating the crew helped me lose any weight, right? <laughs> but <clears throat> I did find in the captain's desk beautiful prophecy, wonderful transcripts detailing the worship and service of the true gods of the sea. I am, some might call me a zealot, some might call me a fanatic, but I worship the truth, and the mm. truth is briny. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is still getting over COVID. Yeah, that's, that's a rough voice on just getting over COVID, too, so... Don't do a skinny fucking mouth and make me a rat to eat. <laughs> I also like eating rats. Yeah, I, I forgot to add my my really good joke about how I'm a rap scallion who likes to eat rats with scallions. Um, <laughs> that's a good joke. And, and I'm listening it's, with rap attention. Yeah, um, yeah. It's canonically my favorite food, other than man flesh, is rats. So. Um, oh, we're both. I didn't even. I didn't even think that we're both cannibals when I was coming up with that. Yeah, How we'll be, fun. We're we'll playing ourselves. We're dining at the captain's Aww. table together. <laughs> what was your character's name, John? I forgot to write it down. Uh, uh, Fastinus Marlowe. Yeah, just call me Checkmate because it's a lot easier to remember than mm -hmm. Lucas Cole's you can, you can call me. You can call me Fasty, which Fasty. is funny because I, I don't fast and I don't move fast. <laughs> You straight up sound like a 40k character. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> also, I forgot that I have a pet monkey. What should I name it, and how far should I keep it from John's character? Oh, I what was the name of the monkey in Monkey Shines? That's what you should name it. Let me Google. I think that its name should quick. be Monkey. No, Dexter's Level Sewers. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Will they? I don't know. What was the oh, name? Let's name it Steamship Willie. <laughs> Steamboat Willie, yeah. Steamboat Willie. I do. Keep I, uh, so... Steamboats haven't been invented, but we have Steamboat Willie. Yeah. He's ahead of his I time. Do, I he do was. actually do. I do have a pet parrot. Uh, its name is uh, Saffron. Mm. Well, I believe I Saffron's going to be my best friend because I'm infested with bugs, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think it's both here and there, actually. Let's and not there, talk about it. And there, and over there. And pretty much everywhere. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So our tale begins at Bastion. It's a small island at the end of the Fingerbone Islands, this north of Tortuga, an archipelago of pleasure islands that survived the scourge, but have fallen into ruination with the collapse of uh, NASA Town and the fading glory of the Republic of Pirates. Here, ash dens and grog houses buoy the dwindling population. But what makes Bastion unique compared to its neighboring islands, such as Long Watch, Ralph's Spite, or uh, the Boneyard, is the small but growing cult of wretched who worship the great old one, Basaton, Lord of Crabs. He speaks to his faithful through inconspicuous crabs and strange nautical visions. 
As the end times draw ever near, his silent ambitions grow and grow. And now a set of circumstances has been set in motion, which is beginning to unfold and perhaps hasten the end days. But um, that's getting ahead of the story itself, because like all great pirate tales, this story begins in a seedy tavern, or in Bastion's case, the Ash Hole, the best ash den in all of the finger bones. So our colorful cast here is seated, sprawled, or everybody's just lounging around this ash-laden den. For people who aren't familiar with the lore, ash is a great and expensive commodity in this world. The scourge itself being when a plague of undead rose from the sea and began devouring everyone. The undead that were destroyed as civilization was fighting back would fall apart into ash, which, of course, as humans like to tinker with things they shouldn't, has been found to be a psychoactive drug. So these ash dens are much more popular than the opium dens, probably just as expensive or just as cheap, depending on the market fluctuations, um, and has its own rash of addicts and victims. So it is this seedy place that the tale begins. And it begins with the kicking of a door. The door kicks open, and you see Pete, or as a lot of people call him, uh, Studman, him being the second ugliest man in all of Bastion, <laughs> comes in with a huge crate on his shoulder. And this shit-eating grin on his face, which also probably you wouldn't put past Pete in the first place. And he says, <laughs> boys, looks what I got. And you see already as he uh, slams the door back with the kicking with his leg, you can see that ash is beginning to sprinkle out through the cracks in the case. He slams it down on a table. You hear the floor below groaning. And sure enough, it is a chest full of ash. He looks and gives a glance over to Glowbones, the uh, proprietor of the ash hole, and says, this one's going to be on the house for everybody. It's a uh, free ash. You could see as this um, this case looks like he had just plucked it out of the sea, still kind of dripping around the sides and kind of turning some of that ash to, to mud. So it's probably at this time, it's um, mid-afternoon, early evening, and a lot of you have just spent your whole day lounging and you have the offer of free ash. Do a bump? Uh, yeah, do, do the drugs. <laughs> well, who am I to say no? Why is it free? Why isn't he telling us why it's free? Why are you questioning why it's free? Get a fill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that an actual question that you're going to be asking, Pete? Yes. I, I want to know. I've well, already Pete, done some. Probably me too. Oh, I'll explain it and then we'll happen. We'll see what happens when you use Ash. So Pete pulls a dagger out, sticks the crate, and pops the lid open. He goes, well, <laughs> this was just floating outside in the water, believe it or not. Uh, and on the side of the chest, you can see that there is a stamp on the side, and it 
bears the marking of a local pirate captain, one who was actually quite legendary for his exploit. Not a high-ranking member of the uh, the piratry lords and the Republic of Pirates, but still one that is very fearful indeed. Um, Jacob Thompson, or some people call him Sharkwater. But on the other side of it, it looks like someone has more recently put a fresh seal of the uh, new Viceroy of Spain on the side. Because... There was a, and he says, there was a, a shipwreck. I uh, ship, I just must have crashed last night or maybe this morning. It's hard to tell with all the fog that's been billowing in just on the uh, end of long watch. And this little bugger just floated up. So I got it. I thought I would share with all of my pals here. And he uh, looks quite greedily down at the overflowing ash inside. What's this guy's name? Eat or Eat. Studman. Right. Stubbin. Okay. All right. No, Studman. Like he's a stud. Man. I'm still Man. gonna call him I'm still gonna call him Stubbin. Um is is Stubbin a known communist collaborator? Ooh. <laughs> uh I was like, well, I I had communism once, but uh, uh, I put some cream on it and it got better. That sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've already done some, so let's find oh, out what yeah. happens. Okay. So, all right. For whoever is doing Ash, uh, roll D20. Rolling the die. 19. Okay. Uh, I got a four. Was it just two of you then? I'll get so. in there. Why not? Okay, no, I was just well, asking. Yeah, doing it. yeah I do give in to peer pressure, so I have 17. Okay. You were the one questioning it. <laughs> Why are you jumping so deep? Yeah. Let's see how pure it is. These effects last for 2d6 minutes. Uh, so for you, Jude, you experience, oh, um, your third eye opens, which is kind of frightening at first because that concept doesn't even really exist in this part of the world. It hasn't migrated over on the trade winds. So it's frightening when an actual eye in the middle of your forehead opens up and you perceive the universe. You perceive things beyond this world and your vision goes down into the abyss to where the dark things lurk and the great old ones still sleep. And you actually get the most fleeting glimpse of Bastan himself in his kind of coral palace, clicking his claws and looking at you with some type of grim approval, whether that's something for good or for ill sacrifice for later, has yet to be seen. But you basically, functionally, trip hella balls for 2d6 minutes and you <laughs> permanently get plus one to your spirit. Yeah. Ooh. So that means I'm at a zero now. Heck yeah. yeah. Ugh. Good decisions. Uh, checkmates. Uh, so, when you bump Ash, you bump 
so much ash that it fills your sinuses. In fact, you can feel it itching and then burning, and it's starting to bore a hole inside of your skull, and it seeps into the meat beyond. Your eyes roll up in the back of your head, and you begin to foam a froth of vomit, blood, and something else that medical people will never be able to describe that's very Icarus and terrible. Uh, you gain a negative one to all of your abilities. Yikes. Wow. That sucks. This is a good start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is why Ash is such a uh, strange mercurial drug and why I'm surprised everyone was just going to dive nose first into Smash <laughs> because it has some very interesting and deleterious side effects, but sometimes some good ones. All right. So uh, as you... Um, do, do, do. Kevin, what Nick does oh, a death turtle. So death turtle, as you sniff and you snort this, your vision, like the color just melts out of your eyes like candle wax and everything becomes gray and lifeless. You no longer see the joy in living. Everything feels and seems dead, which would be a problem for everyone else, but you being in tune with the spirit realm, the spirits, you feel somehow almost relieved that you don't have this burdensome self-desires and other things, that you're just a little bit closer to the spirits that you commune with. Uh, but that effect just lasts for, again, 2d6 uh, minutes. Okay. And, and uh, lastly, uh, Spike, as you snort, you just get utterly amped. You feel your blood vessels dilating. Your muscles begin to just swell, and you begin to twitch and just begin to clatter your teeth together. You have plus two to strength and agility for 24 hours, and you yeah. won't even be able to sleep. You're just going <laughs> to be just absolutely in a Coke PCP rage. So these assholes get superpowers. And I basically <laughs> snorted like Drano in powder form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you do the good ones like we did? <laughs> yeah. It's I rough. love the idea of them being like all amped up and just like dragging my ass out of there, leaking <laughs> blood and vomit and icor. So as, as you're doing your ash, some other people in the ash then kind of amble for their stupor. And so, to, you know, just face plant into the crate. You know, everyone is just huffing ash. People are snorting ash. People are eating ash. People are eating <laughs> other things. It. Yes. I mean, <laughs> what, I mean, the more you've been exposed to drug, the more debaucherous and more reckless you become with your drugs. So people are also just convulsing, writhing, other terrible things. You know that the people who do, do ash the longest get all kinds of odd side effects and marks that really show that they are chronic ash users. You can see that they have sunken eye sockets, darkened lips, and faintly glowing bones. Or in Glowbone's case, very vividly <laughs> glowing bones. He himself, the proprietor of this fine establishment, is a very large, corpulent man himself. And you can see his glowing bones swimming within his form. Every time he moves, 
you can just see every bone as if he's like a permanent x-ray so as most people are now kind of in the thrall of ash having their hallucinations their rages their sorrows you start to hear (laughs) (laughs) there's like brain matter just leaking out of your ear casually (laughs) (laughs) happens um, you begin the, to hear something. The really some... fucked up thing is they had to stop me from going back for more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's because you were trying to eat it. Never go ash to mouth. We got there. Requiem for a pirate, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> ash to ash. So, as the drugs are flowing and grog also starts flowing that's when lips begin to loosen and you start to hear some of the rumors from things happening you know some things are kind of whispered back and forth you hear some things echoed some people challenging things but you hear that this fog that has been really covering the island for the last two days maybe isn't a natural occurrence or maybe it's some type of omen it was preceded a couple of days ago by a flotilla of ships from the new viceroy of spain attacking one of the islands to the north and uh, after a great siege it was then that this fog rolled in mysteriously it also seemed to be kind of around the time where ash just started being appearing more at the local markets sometimes it gets so sparse that people would trade all their whole savings away just for one bump of ash and now there's so much ash that if people can barely even sell it let them give it away just ill tidings and strange things and then as pete sang there was a ship crash just on the other side of long watch where the old abandoned lighthouse uh kind of teeters about to fall uh pete looks uh, at all of you with these very drug addled eyes and says you know i think there might be more of these crates in there or maybe some other good stuff uh if it hasn't already been claimed by uh, scavengers you know you can always go do a, a look-see and um, see what we can find right let's go look around Seems like a good idea to me. Hasn't heard any of us yet. I uh, I'm in it. Um, a, a sneaky um, and now slightly brain damaged fellow like myself. <laughs> that just sounds like, even if it's like the ash economy is kind of a bust right now, like it just seems like free money to me for no logical reason. Free money. <clears throat> it's I... my money. I want it now. That's right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Fast is fast is smiling a little bit crazily. He understands that uh, while he does not use it himself, uh, spreading ash freely amongst the population will hasten the end times and and bring his clacky glory to the surface that much faster. So, <clears throat> oh, I think this is a wonderful idea. I do. I think that I think that with the proper team bringing it to the surface and and sharing the wealth that uh senior voice viceroy is throwing away is 
or the greater good, shall we say? I think we're in. Yeah, or the greater, greater good. Bad. Or the greater, the greater good. good. Um, or the greater bad. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we're, 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 all, we're all the cult towel, apparently. <laughs> um, I'm like... <laughs> Uh, in that case, like I think I probably look like a towel at this point with my nose eaten away by you know the dust. Um, <laughs> I, I have a nasal canal now instead of a nose. Uh, all right, let's. Um, do we have a Do we have a water whip? Do we have a boat, or are we going to have to steal one? I hope Don't we, we have get to, to steal name one. a boat. A water whip. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. <laughs> so between the lot of you, you currently have a dinghy. It's one of the starting vessels that you can begin with. Cool. As uh, your cult is growing, on the, the sea cliffs that are on the south side of Bastion, it's riddled with these uh, worn, water-worn caves, and it is there that you hold your service, and it's also where your your crew is beginning, to, or your cult rather, is beginning to rebuild a sloop. So as you're getting more and more, uh, as you're tithing at each of the lunar services for Basaran, and uh, you are doing your pillaging, you're bringing back those materials to help kind of build that ship, to help you uh, expand uh, his, like you're saying, clacky glory and so forth. So perhaps when you are looting the ship, you can find some more components to help build your ship so you can get back to seafaring. Follow-up question. How big is... how? How big is our dinghy? How big is my dinghy, Ian? Can you help me well, measure it? It doesn't matter. It's pulled out, all right? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, and you should be proud of it. <laughs> oh, all classy responses. Yep. The dinghy is at least large enough that all of you can fit inside it's, it. It's big enough, guys. Yeah. Big enough. Like, look, yeah. We're going to make uh, it work. The, the dinghy is maybe small, but the ship is massive. And we'll look for some reason. No, guys, I need to look. I don't care how big it is. I just need to how much, how many seamen can it carry? <laughs> Well, enough. Enough. Yeah. More um, than enough. <laughs> yeah. So, in essence, it's just a rowboat, just big enough to fit the lot of you. Perfect. Cool. Including my now, fat ass. That is a good point. We will say that. Well, that if, you, since... if you sit right in the middle and then we evenly distribute to each side. Nope. No, he's on one side. We're all on the oh, other side. Yeah. I was going to say, he's got a sidecar, and then we're sitting yeah. in the center yeah. in the other one. Maybe you could just float one of them with like a rope tied to the back and just bob along in the back. Uh. <laughs> I mean, how buoyant would you be by yourself? Can we like, can we just like put I... you on the inner tube and like troll you behind? Probably. I, I This character is slightly based on uh Harkonnen, so I'm mm. extremely corpulent. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah, put him in a tube then and tug him along. He'd look like yeah. you know he was in his floaty suit or whatever. So I am also I like the, the a priest of our cult, so like it kind of makes sense. I'll be in the little tube with a scepter. 
<laughs> All right, I've got to interrupt right here because with our longer format, I get to do that now um, and drop just a wee bit of Dune lore on you that you're probably, <laughs> probably not going to see in the movies. So the Baron Vladimir Harkonnen used to be one of the most handsome men in like the <clears throat> Imperium. And he raped uh, a Bene Gesserit woman and out of like vengeance, she gave him a weaponized disease which is why he is the way he is. Like she totally fucked up his body and he's constantly like fighting a battle. Like he's always right on the brink of dying without ever really dying. And he like is, you know, can't walk anymore and stuff like that. So yeah, got her revenge on him. But well, that, um, that's that ahead. makes the David Lynch film make more sense. <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, David Lynch actually read the books. Like that's not that's not what I did. Um, I <laughs> Thank you. I ate a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that's how I got this size IRL. So yeah, you know, if it's usually customary to name the larger ships, but if you want to name your dinghy, someone said earlier that they really wanted to name a ship, uh, you are more than welcome to name the uh, dinghy. I named all. my dinghy Darth Onslaught. <laughs> oh, you mean the ship? Um, yeah, the ship. <laughs> 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 Darth Onslaught. I, I think that works. I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think that. So we've got Steamboat Willie and Darth Onslaught. We are on for an in-world Grand Slam start. This is going to be an immersion, baby. I'm just thinking about how anywhere. old how old John was when he named his penis Darth Onslaught. Was it 11, 12? There you go. Got, got, got it in one, yeah, baby. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone about it until college, though. Oh, I hope this was the reveal tonight. Like that. <laughs> it's definitely the public reveal. Everybody. Oh, that's good. Oh, shit. My stomach. Ah. Uh. Hmm. Well, I updated right. my character so sheet. You are in the D onslaught. Our dinghy, the the D onslaught, named after John's D or dinghy, Hog. as you prefer. Hog. <laughs> Hog. Yeah, that's right. Cranking it. And let's get cranking that hog. I'm assuming it has yeah. oars. I'm also yes. assuming that John is too fat to row. Oh, God, yes. Okay. So well, luckily, this... the two islands aren't too far apart. Okay. In good. fact, you probably is maybe a well. Given how much weight there is, it might just be a ten-minute row, maybe fifteen, depending if you need to uh, change Orman to allow for a snack break or whatever it is. Since uh, <laughs> some people are of the uh, portly side of things, so. Log Watch, he was home to a, a lighthouse that just after the scourge went through and business and economic trade began to dwindle in these areas, was no longer kept up since there was not money really to do so. So the lighthouse has fallen into disrepair. And it's almost kind of an irony that a ship would crash right in front of a lighthouse. But 
you can see that as you're launching off from the shore, that that thick fog that's really been kind of been choking the whole bay is beginning to abate a bit, but it's still very hard to see ahead. If it wasn't for just the how tall the lighthouse sticks up above the fog line, you'd almost miss it all and altogether. The island itself is abandoned. There are rumors of perhaps squatters living inside the lighthouse, but no one has actually seen anything over there because it's just too rickety and unsafe to really even climb the tower these days. As you are coming around the side of the uh, of the island, you can see a hole, like the bow of a ship just sticking out at an awkward angle as it's like listing inward towards the island itself. You can see the side of the ship has been absolutely punctured and gutted by a rock formation that people call the Fang. It's a large rock and part of the reason why even the lighthouse was put there because it gets shallow and there is an absolute ship cutter out there that has destroyed many a ship. The fog cleans very heavily to the western side of the island and beyond, as if it's parting and thinning here, but beyond it, it's you can't see anything. It's just a curtain of gray and white swirling. But you can find a good area to land your ship on the north side of the island where it's safer for smaller vessels. You're not going to get pulled out to sea further, and it's not too close to the shallow area that can scrape and destroy the bottom of your hull. Uh, who's getting out first, and uh, what are your main actions? I think we have to plan getting out of the boat so that we can... So we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought we were towing him. Uh, no, I think I'm probably sitting in the middle of the boat. Okay. Uh, which means, like, y'all can kind of get out without worrying about it because I will keep it centered. You know. How yeah. high yeah. up on the side of the dinghy is the water? Like, normally it should probably be like here. The extra weight, though. <laughs> a, better, a better question is um, how far from the lip of the boat is the water? And the answer yeah. is probably like about that far. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a Bud Light from water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even without the joke. All right, I jump it's... out. I jump I'll, out and yeah, get ashore. I'll, I'll follow him. Yeah, same. All I'll right. Be last. I'll be last out. Jude, since you are out first, and do you prefer to go by Jude or Burnout? Are people Burnout. preferring to? Oh, okay. he was introduced as Burnout, but I mean, okay. he, his name is Jude, but I, I mean, I, just look. using preferred pirate names and preferred pronouns. So, I wanted to, to you say Jude, people are going to think of Jude Law, and then they're going to get that image in their head, and that's going to be completely wrong. <laughs> oh, I was thinking more, hey, yeah, Jude. Oh, don't make that. Oh, make a sad so, song. Burnout, better. as you get out first, and you're the first to set foot on this island, uh, roll, me, roll me a presence check. 14. Okay. So, you think that in the far distance by the side of the ship, 
where there's kind of a, a gaping hole, you're pretty sure you saw some movement. Like, pretty sure it was humanish, but it didn't disturb the blanket of fog that's kind of covering that end of the island. The light tower, lighthouse, and the ship are pretty close up together where they're they kind of crash together. There's just a couple of feet almost between them and the edge of the island. I pull out my sword and I point. I'm like, hey, did you guys see that over there? It's probably got my ash. Right? <laughs> I said we go. Huh? Huh? <laughs> patience, burnout, patience. I say as I kind of clamber onto land haphazardly, huffing and like hardly. <laughs> I think lumber is the word. Trombo. I love that we all said tromble. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the <laughs> fast is definitely a trombler. Um, <clears throat> Darf trombler. If, there's a, if there are others here seeking ash, there's plenty to go around. We should kill them and take theirs as well. I like it. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, I have to say that today was my first experience with free ash. It's way better than the stuff I've paid for in the past. So <laughs> I'm, free is I'm always in. better, my friend. Wish always I, better. Wish I could agree on this one. <laughs> <laughs> What it's are like you a, talking about? It was a glorious gift. Literally the first decision we make in the whole season. He's like, yep, and that damage is permanent. I saw the face of God. I threw up and peed myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I get my boarding axe ready and I'm I'm ready to join these guys and, you know. Mix things up. All right. So as you begin to approach the under, like the side of the ship, you can see that the um, that looks like there are a. Actually, I'm going to have all of you roll me a presence check. Do I roll again? Your, yes, please. Okay. Okay. Twelve. Oh, boy. Uh, 10. 10. That's really weird. All right. Wow. So the 12s and above have it. You do notice that there are a lot of footprints back and forth. Pete had said that the ship had crashed within the last day. Um, but yet you can see that there are tons of sets of footprints going in and around the whole, the side of the ship where the hole is. But yet you haven't seen any other footprints towards the typical landing area where you tie it off your dinghy. So something is a little bit strange here. The fog, as you are approaching the ship, seems to part a bit, but it is yet still incredibly thick on the other side of the ship and going out into the waters. You can tell immediately as you get closer to the hull of this ship that this is of uh, Spanish origin, that it is a ship belonging uh, to the Viceroy of New Spain. And you can see that it does bear the markings, and uh, the name is the Void Ripper. It looks to be a frigate. 
and it has sustained incredible amount of damage from this uh from birthing and jutting against the stone you can see that the masts are kind of hey like listing at an odd angle the ship itself this sounds like as it groans in the wind as if it's almost ready to snap in half and fall into the sea uh, so being that you're coming up on the side of the ship where the uh, the hole in the hull is uh, there are multiple ways that you can enter into the ship from the top, um, going down through uh, the cargo hole into the hold. You can go into the side of the ship. What is your plan of action? I think the best stuff's usually in the cargo hold, right? Shouldn't we? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can. I'm saying you can kind of approach from the top of the ship uh, or through the side. I, th <clears throat> I think where it took that damage on the side, I think that is the uh, best intro. <laughs> Doesn't involve the climbing. best entrance. Yeah, so I'm in. No, I'm not much of a climber, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we go through the side? Yeah, through the side. All right, who is going in first? I mean, my character specifically said he does not think first, so he would just proceed. Okay. So as you amble your way inside of the ship, the first thing that hits you is there is a ripe stench of death. It's that sour yet sweet smell of like curdled lemons and you know acrid burnt hair smell of meat that exposed to the air for far too long. And you notice that the ground inside the hull of the ship is carpeted with corpses. Hell they all look yeah. Uh, it's a buffet for you, my friend. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, look... one's, no one in the crew is going hungry for like weeks. This is great. Well, there you go. Make some jerky. Make some salt pork. <laughs> you you see that um, like these corpses look relatively like they look freshly slain by how red and flesh the, the fresh the blood is that you can tell it's been within a day yet these bodies look as if they've been here for almost longer than that most of them are wearing the uniforms of a new spain um, but then there are people who are wearing rags and there are people that are also kind of uh chained together with manacles that are just heaped up in the floor all caught by their chains in these um from here as you're looking more towards the um uh, stern of the ship you can see that there are boxes uh, and like heaps of, of crates and barrels that look to be split and um in the back it's even darker and it's kind of hard to see does anyone have a light source that you want or do you want to kind of maintain your stealthiness and move about in the dark my natural inclination would be to move around in the dark yeah there's no reason to alert others to where we're at yeah i mean are we are we going with the traditional pirate thing where we have an eye patch over one eye so that like it's adjusted to the dark all the time so we just switch <laughs> it over oh smart i actually have an eye patch for that reason <clears throat> 
No, I mean my character does not. Not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. Surprise me, John. Of all the things I know about you. There. All right. So I'm hearing that everyone wants to be stealthy in their approach. Mm-hmm. So as you are <laughs> moving inside in space, I'm going to have you make an initial agility roll to see how generally stealthy you're climbing in this place and getting your bearings, and then we'll kind of reveal more of the innards of the ship bit by bit. All of us make that roll? You're all in there, and you're all trying to be stealthy. All right. Okay. That's a, that's an agility check, my friend. Yes. Um, did I mention that I am uh, uh, larger than life? Because mm-hmm. uh, I just rolled a zero. Wow. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what the rest of us roll. Do you get way the food through the hole? Like you're just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, bother. Oh. All the... So, with something to keep in mind, there are some rule variants in Pirate Borg that are a little different than in standard Borg Borg. One of them being a Devil's Luck, analogous to Ovens, and it works in the same way, but a slight difference is, is that instead of having a precise number that you start with that's your, your start and end total, you will have a die. A lot of you are D2, some of you are D4, but that means that when you have ample opportunity to rest or start of a new day, you actually get to roll that die and get that devil's luck back. So you get to more devil's luck more quickly so you can use your omens more effectively. Not telling you you need to burn one, just saying they're not as rare as compared to standard workboard. I have two hit points, so I'm going to save my my devil's luck for now. Yeah. Totally fine. <clears throat> so I'm I'm kind of imagining it like you're saying that Winnie the Pooh that all of you are very kind of stealthily moving in initially, and then you have uh, Colossus Michelin Man get kind of <laughs> stuck in the hole and. Do you squeal like a stuck pig, or is it just the grunting as you try to pull yourself through? Uh, it is. It is cursing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just. I am shouting curses in, in some kind of dead language. Like you don't know exactly what I'm saying, but you know it's not polite. The important thing is, you said you rolled a zero. Did you roll a nat one and then get worse? No, I rolled a nat two, and I have a negative two to agility. Hey, I wanted to see how much it could screw you over without being too. I would have said negative one if I rolled a nat one. Well, that doesn't actually really help me because, like, I wouldn't know. Um, great. So. Um, as you are exploring the ship and you're taking in the view of there are a lot of broken crates and barrels, there are a lot of bodies, you curse up a blue streak and you hear the sounds of floorboards creaking. It's at first hard to tell exactly where they're coming from, but you know that something has noticed you. And it gets more quiet in the ship after that it feels as if like the air is like you can cut the tension with a knife so you know you are being watched or at least known that you were there damn you Bernard I said be quiet <laughs> what? I, I wasn't I, saying anything you can't you, 
I tell you, you'd be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try. Like, look, man, I don't know. I, there's not anything quiet about me. Even, even just like walking, I'm not. Even without getting stuck, I'm just not a quiet person. Um, and so I'm being as. I'm essentially walking as little as possible. Like I like catch up, like I waddle up to the group and then <laughs> while they get a few more feet ahead and then <laughs> waddle up to the group again. Whenever there's a counter or a ledge, you're just leaning on it. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Ships one built for real men like me. <laughs> so what are we going to do about the stealthy footsteps or watching and waiting um we could just be straight up i don't give a fuck and start on like you know not letting them know that we're aware that they are aware of us i.e you know start looking through them crates and barrels or we could set a trap we have a mage mage Oh yeah, turtle. Oh, mage. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what what uh, kind of magics you got here, bud? <laughs> How do you guys feel about possession? <laughs> Very positive. It's nine tenths the law. <laughs> hey guys, you want to know something really funny? What's that? I also have a spell. Would you like to know the name of my spell? Yes. yes. It's it's silence. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an idea. You did. <laughs> I just thought it was neat trivia for you guys. We are professionals. Oh yes, I absolutely. Give me a second. Uh, yeah, that would have made uh, everything within 25 you know feet utterly silent. <laughs> like him i don't think we should probably don't think using it now would be good as it would only allow whatever's watching us to sneak up on us yeah yeah i think that moment's passed (sighs) so what are the so what do you want to investigate you have the deeper part of the ship which is kind of still drenched more in shadows and more a little bit where some of those floor creaky sounds were coming from you have a carpet of bodies some of which look delicious to at least two of you and then you have a lot of the cargo um, a lot of it looks to be like it was almost intentionally spoiled or the cases were broken open you also have a um, somewhere in here there should be a ladder to go up to the upper levels as well Well, uh, old Death Turtle here is uh, kind of staring at everybody, just kind of standing around. So he just kind of start fidgeting, you know, checking some of these bodies, see what's uh, if there's anything to pull from them. Can you possess sure. dead bodies? Doesn't say. It says one random creature is possessed by a spirit or ghost, and then all the other stuff. Oh, so, so you're a- not possessing them? No, dude possess one of the corpses and have it scout ahead for us. Oh, yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah. But it's a yeah. random creature. Does that yes. mean you can pick or it's just 
whatever's well, happening. I think it's random, so it could be um, us. One of us. It could yeah. be. Uh, Ooh, the, I love it. The, the, Let's the, you do it, and we'll find out. <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. That's five. Okay. So, oh, um, okay. Well, yeah. then I will randomly possess, or I will randomly possess a creature. Um, I rolled five, but I do need to roll. Uh, th 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 I have to roll my spirit to see if it works. Because if not, then. So you're, the spells that you have, you can cast D2 plus spirit spells per day, but your spells that you actually cast, they, they don't require a roll or a test. Uh, rituals. Uh, yeah, rituals, uh, spirit, DR12 before using fail uh, means I get a mystical Rituals do. So rituals are other things that you can learn. So you can learn rituals from spell books, from grimoires, from ancient oh, temples. So there are things okay. that aren't class-based. Yeah. So the game balances a bit. The okay. um, it, it's your class ability. So same thing like the zealot. The zealot when that zealot casts um, prayers, like silence there isn't a skill role needed but when oh, you do okay. rituals or you use artifacts um or rituals and relics those require uh your spirit checks but the threshold of things going poorly is much higher okay I, um... people who aren't naturally spellcasters can use that with the exception of the brute so burnout is wouldn't be is the only person in the crew that could not use uh rituals or relics Okay, I'm okay. hoping to learn. A, I'm hoping to learn a ritual if fast survives long enough. I am pretty and sure there may be opportunities for that. Beautiful. <laughs> Maybe okay. if fast survives long enough. <laughs> it's not your okay. survival. I'm worried about. It's mine because, like, the one thing I have going for me is stealth. All my other stats are total shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, no. Yes, you have a drug habit going for you. You know, that's yeah, going that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all, your, all your stats are so, heavier now. Take, take oh, that to no. kids. <laughs> but so if you, you, die, you there's like a full buffet for the for Charles. Yeah, true. Yeah. Life has its compensation. Oh, and that's what I'm gonna do, by the way, right now. <clears throat> I'm carrying a satchel, among other things, and uh also my boarding axe. So I'm just gonna trim a few Spaniards for meat, the ones who look like least gamey. Uh, so I'll, I'll be busy doing that while you guys decide. It's just on... armor, dude. Yeah. Okay, it's just armor. <laughs> <laughs> not you, not you. These new, I'm sorry, new Spaniards. Um, okay. So, yeah. Death Turtle, as you cast spiritual possession, you send forth one of these spirits that's always kind of haunting you and cackling in your ear out into the mess of bodies. And you see, as um, you know, some of the peeps, some of the corpses are losing their limbs to stew pot for later. Um, mm -hmm. You see that one of the bodies that is in more of like rags, like someone that looks like they are a typical pirate crew rat, what it, um, begins to stir and stand. You see that they are the first link in the group of people that are all manacled and chained together as it stands and tests its limb for the first time you can see on his right arm just above the elbow there is a tattoo of a shark it 
um, moans and wails just a little bit. Then it kind of snaps to wrap the tension and you've given it that impulse to go and scout. So it's plods down the corridor, dragging the bodies of four Hell other yeah. manacled to it. Yeah. And it's just, just dragging just blood and gore as it's going along, just ambling footstep after foot store. That should metal. be beautiful. That should be a, like a, a creature in pirate Borg. That should be um, like legitimately. Chain yeah. Chain gang. It's like one or two of them are dead, but the other ones are alive and chained together. I love it. Marley and Marley. Marley and Marley. Yeah. Um, it's Christmas Carol. Uh, so, um, it, ambles down and then it ambles back in your direction this is mm -hmm. a very long ponderous time it gives um, checkmate plenty of time to get lots of fresh meat lots of quotation marks put in there uh, and it comes back to you deck turtle and it says <laughs> I am not the only dead thing here. What else is here? And it smiles in a very weird way. Have you ever seen a corpse smile that like kind of rictus grin? Like its muscles fight with itself and a couple of teeth fall out as it smiles. I think it was the dead are here. And it turns and it looks and you can hear like broken bones and its neck snapping as it turns to look and you see there is a corpse beginning to shuffle down that dark corridor towards your direction. The forwards begin to creak as it gets closer and closer and you then look down at your feet and you can see some of the bodies that haven't already been lopped uh, apart by checkmate are beginning to stir and twitch a bit. Hmm. I didn't do all that. Just want that to be known. <clears throat> and I'm going to look at the one the, that's uh, chained up to his friends and like, go protect me i well, am you know, small i am frail i am I'm far away from dying he laughs at you and says i will do this but know this you're fucked probably <laughs> great definitely yeah um so you guys want to run for it do you want to stay and fight we should Cause... probably run for it. Yeah. That means, that what means you mean abandoning um, any semblance of gain from this, though, doesn't it? What? And also, when what? we kill the undead, don't they turn into ash? How many of them do you think we can kill before we're overwhelmed, though? Enough. Well, how many dudes would you fight if every time you floored one, he turned into cocaine, John? <laughs> every <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> So, so um, as you're making your strategy, the first thing you notice is not all of them are uh, immediately rising. And you took you disassembled a fair amount without them protesting earlier, uh, checkmate. But you can see you have at least one sh uh, shuffling down the uh, holds towards you. 
And amongst the littered corpses, you think that you see four of them stirring. It's hard to tell when some of them are piled up, if one's just wiggling or because of the movement or if it's stirring as well. Um, I'd say that all of you would be, I guess, familiar at this point, given the dark Caribbean, that these are zombies. A lot of the undead in the Scourge and other things are very skeletal-based, but these are zombies, which in a way is better and also infinitely worse because they carry the curse with them. Also, if their bones turn to ash, it's going to be all the ash is going to be inside their rotting meat, which is not great. Yeah. Also, oh, is it only the bones that turn to ash? I didn't get that. Well, but I mean, well, he just said most of the undead are are skeletal. Okay, are skeletal. What kind of right. zombies are these? Are they like Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead? Because are the body parts in the bag moving? I would think it would be. Oh, that's a good question. Because oh. you know what, though? The more important answer is it doesn't matter because, like, I'm just going to whack them with the hammer or the, uh, yeah, the, the like blunt side of the axe if they start moving. So we'll just tenderize them a little better. And I guess if we bail, it's not like we don't have anything to show for it, because I did collect a lot of, like, limbs for us to eat. So, I don't know. Do you guys want to fight? <clears throat> I think that... Uh -huh. a, I believe a good plan might be to retreat to the opening where we can funnel our foes into a small area. As opposed to letting our... them surround and fucking eat our shit nimcompoop. Look so I still get to kill him. I still yeah. get to kill him, right? Look at the look at I the uh, um, what do they call it? The commissariat trained tactician over here. <laughs> <laughs> I begin waddling towards. I begin trombling towards the opening. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get stuck again. Somebody push him through. <laughs> it's it's like the episode of the simpsons where homer gets stuck in the water slide <laughs> that was so damn good always topical always yeah, topical always yeah like ointment so okay so you see as you are discussing your plan you're making your discussion that four of these undead stand up making a total of five in your near vicinity the one that is uh, shambling towards you from the depth of the hole seems to be more quickly moving than the others. The others are still uh, getting to stretch their muscles for the first time. What is your tactical plan retreat? What is your uh, order of exit? Because not all of you are going to be able to leave without getting a couple swipes taken out of you. Oh, I'm, I'm rumbling, baby. I'm I'm hell bent for leather. Yeah, like I think it's pretty much every one of us for ourselves. Yeah, like, and yeah. we will roll initiative. <laughs> everyone roll. I will have everyone uh, roll d6, and we'll have the two lowest rolling people be the ones that get caught by the undead. A three for me. I got two. a five. Two. John, what did you? Three of us rolled a two. All right, so two of you get out real fast, and then I'm just imagining that um, fast. You are just 
kind of hold up the 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 line and make it where all three of you are in a horrible right. state. The three of them are behind my fat ass. <laughs> I was sort of picturing so, it like you know, like the when the three stooges all try to go through a door at the same time. The time. time. Yeah. Yeah. I am all Nyark, three stooges. <laughs> and Shep. And Shep. Make Shep too. Yeah. Maybe even Curly Joe. <laughs> so the three of you I'll need you to roll me your defense roll as these zombies move in you see that two of them are uh, are like uh, look like crewmates wearing the standard working uniform of the uh the spanish one of them looks to be an officer and then you have someone else that this looks like they might have been a surf that's uh moving in for the attack um that's an agility roll right that's correct okay. i rolled a 13 Okay, so your standard defense is going to be 12, so you've passed. What about you, Spike, and um, Death Turtle, or not Death Turtle, excuse me, Burnout? 19. 19, okay. And Spike? Um, mine, let me see. I rolled the wrong one. 19. Okay, so it just looks like the fat man eats it. So, <laughs> See, so well, I rolled good. That's I that's thought you like, rolled you rolled a thirteen. That's right. Sorry, uh, I, I don't know why in my head. So, I just made it. <laughs> even so, that was quality wordplay. That I. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't. I, for some reason, turned your 13 into a 3. I don't know why. Uh, so the three of you are able to move out of the way, partly because the reanimated Changanger pulls his chain in such a way that it causes some of those zombies to trip a bit. Um, as you exit the hall, you hear the sound of dismemberment and hoots and hollering and the sound of rattling chains. Uh, outside of the ship, you can see that those undead that were pursuing you are beginning to spill out. Uh, the five of them are beginning to try to climb out of the hole. Out of the hole in the hole. That sounds like a, a, like a, a speech one. therapy workout. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> Plus having like a head cold at the same time, that's, <laughs> that's a challenge. So... You see that there are these five that are here in the immediacy. You're not sure how many more that might be in that ship. Now that you're tactfully outside the hole, um, we'll do a round robin initiative since you have time to kind of plan a bit. So we'll start off with um, fast and then we'll move to checkmate burnout. Depth Turtle, and then uh, uh, Spike at last. Is that who is first? Is it me? You. Yeah. Okay. Um, fast. And fast then, yeah. And am I, have I trumbled all the way to the hole and gone through, or? Yes. All of you okay, cool. were able to get yeah, out of that's that. That's Yeah. My mind was scrambling there for a second to like make sense of anything. Uh, the COVID fog is real, my friends. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on the uh, as soon as I get outside the uh, the ship, I uh, turn to to face and whip out a uh, whip out my trusty machete. Uh, it looks, it looks in my in my like bear like mitt. It looks a little bit like a hunting knife. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm taking taking my stance, and if there are any undead falling out of the uh the ship towards me, I uh, I'm gonna take a swipe at them. All right, go ahead and make me your attack roll. Okay. That's a big old nope. What did you roll? I rolled a four. Okay. So slightly out of breath, you swipe your uh, machete at one of the undead. This one looks to be the surf in the very ratty clothing. And your blade this falls short. Like it cuts into his shirt, but he's so gaunt with a sucked-in stomach that you just hit nothing but air. He... Uh, lunges forward at you and another one spills out of the hole one that is in the officer uniform you can see hanging at his side is a waterfowl pistol and he also has some type of very fancy officer sword in a scabbard but is uh, does not seem that he knows he has either of them as he begins to stumble out of the hole uh, next in initiative uh, is checkmate um, yeah, I'm gonna um, <laughs> against my uh, better judgment, I might as well attack the nearest one. Uh, so I'm just gonna take a swing at his neck with my uh, my boarding axe, um, which is quite thoroughly bloodstained. And uh, yeah, I guess I, we'll see what happens. Oh, what happens is predictably terrible. Um, that's a nine, a nat 11 with a minus two modifier for a nine. And I'll just put this as a reminder since now that we are in a different mode to play, feel free if it wants to use devil's luck because you'll have opportunities for that to refill. That's not me telling you what to do. It's just a, usually people forget to use those. So do you yeah. want to use or... Yeah, I'll no. use it, and thank you. I, I would have forgotten. Um, so let's see what happens. <clears throat> well, that's damn near the same thing. That's an eight that time. Ah. So as you, you know, tap into Devil's Luck, you feel that hole that you burned into the back of your brain just widen just a little bit more and a little bit more brain matter seep through you um you kind of like the taste of your own brain which you don't know if that's a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing it just is what it is burnout uh you see uh checkmate take a swipe and a miss and then have a very strange blank look for half of a second <laughs> You have I, these two zombies coming towards you. I attack more the zombies. Animals. Okay, so that officer is probably going to be um, kind of moving your general direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing your hatred for uh, captaincy and such that uh, stokes your ire. Yeah, I, I should be the one in charge, clearly. 
even on this ship, I should be in charge. And I charge, and then I attack with my saber. Bobbins. All right, so that is... Uh, what, do I you add a modifier to that, or...? It's just going to be like a standard Morkborg attack, so it, it's strength, so it's uh, DR12 strength roll. DR12, so I roll a D12? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you're going to roll D20, D20. and okay. then uh, you're going to add your strength, so that's plus one for your character. 15 total. I had Fantastic. it right. It's just we play so many games. Sometimes I, <laughs> I honestly... That's forget. why I, I put it out there, because yeah, I do put you through the, the gamut of things. Uh, so you charge forward, putting all of your hatred into the tip of your blade, and you run this thing through. What damage do you inflict upon this thing? Right, so D6 damage, uh, DR plus 4 agility test. Okay, so let's see here. I rolled a 2 on my D6. Okay. And then, so you Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Oh, um just letting as a reminder for your character, um uh, Paschke, your pig sticker, the weapon you're attacking, mm -hmm. because of your class, you actually attack at an easier level. So that would have been a DR ten in your case, because that's your favorite weapon, just as a uh for for next time you are okay. hacking into a thing uh so you shank it for two points of damage and you feel the blade grate across bone and it looks at you with a blank expression as if it doesn't feel the pain at all and it begins to swipe out with its limbs as you hold it at the tip of your sword point you see um behind it that the other undead are beginning to spill out um, so you see, again, um, more of these corpses coming out. So next in initiative is you, Death Turtle. You see in the very far distance, uh, um, the chain gang looks like it's um, uh, did not survive the onslaught that you left. Yeah. Uh, well, seeing my my new friend fall in battle, I'm going to uh, reach into my satchel and pull out um, the relic that I rolled up when I made the character uh, Cross of the Paragon, and I'm going to run up behind um, Burnout and touch him with it and just kind of mumble some stuff. Uh, what it does is on a uh, if I pass the the spirit test DR12, uh, one ally gains plus one to attack and plus one to damage for D6 rounds. So, so fun thing, a relic you use automatically, but then you roll spirit after you use it. So it's successful to begin with, but then you see at what cost. Okay. So and um, a ritual is the other way. You do the spirit roll before you find out if it's successful. So kind of a fun little twist. Oh, um, yeah. So okay. um, burnout, you get plus one to hit and damage for the rest of the adventure. Hey. And let's see if there is a cost to that. Rest of the adventure? Okay. I mean, the rest of today. Okay. Darn. Yeah, for D6 <laughs> round. So um, I rolled a 14, and I've got plus three spirits, so that's 17. You pass. You can feel it wanting to almost like pull at your life force, but you were able to hold yourself steady against it. And you hear some of those ghosts echo in you as they kind of whisper eldritch things, a little more ways that you can use this for the glory of Bastasan and other debaucherous and terrible acts. Next in initiative is you, Spike. All right. 
So it's a 15. Or attacking? Oh, my my musket. I've, I've been prepping this, so I just figured I had already told you. Um, Yeah, so I have a musket, which is awesome. And I'm going to fire at... Let's see, it's got a range of about 150 feet. I'll, I'll go yes. for the, the zombie closest to me. The fun thing for people unfamiliar with how guns work in this is that guns bypass all armor. So even if you're wearing Conquistador full plate armor, it is paper thin when being shot at with an actual firearm. So very deadly weapons in this. I don't know why uh, so you have my Conquistador armor again. I, I don't want to talk about well, it. I just... That sounds you want to talk about it. I feel like you yeah. want to talk about it. I mean, I, I also opening coat Conquistador armor. <laughs> opening coat skin. <laughs> nice. i love it uh so roll your damage so i get 2d6 for my damage and were you attacking a one of the un, one that was not being stuck like a pig yes. i'm assuming the not stuck pig one absolutely so that's an 11 6 plus 5 so the one that is clawing uh towards uh, fast enough, you blast off of his feet. Literally, you blast a hole so hard in his chest that he flies off his feet, leaving his feet behind, and he crashes against the side of the hole and slips down into the water. The report is deafening in the like the still quiet of this, and for a second, you think you hear. Something not inside the ship, but beyond the ship in the fog. Oh boy. Okay. You think you hear maybe the sound of, I don't know, ropes slapping against the side of a ship? I'm or sure it's going to be fine. Something hitting the waves? Next, uh, in the top of the initiative, it is the zombie's turn. The zombie that's at the tip of your blade is moving in with its claws burnout and is trying to you know, remove your face forcibly by the end of its gnarled fingertips. Uh, roll me agility, or your defense. Okay, agility. Uh, so, 14. So, you hold it fast on the tip of the blade. You kind of, almost like a knitting hook, move your sword inside just enough that you can kind of really hold it in place and put a push against bone, and it just flails in your face. Uh, the uh, so uh, the zombie that got knocked off his feet gets replaced with another zombie. All the other ones have spilled out, so now there's the four remaining zombies. One that's on the tip of a, uh, the sword. Another one of those zombies moves in towards you, checkmate, since you're close to the hole, since you charge forward. Um, this one is a bloody tattered nest. It looks like something had ripped out its throat, and it's missing the lower part of its jaw, and it ambles towards you to take a bite. Make me another agility check, checkmate. You got it. Um, I meant, I'm sorry, the entire time I was saying checkmate, I meant to say burnout. Oh, okay. <laughs> because oh. burnout is front. That is, I, I apologize. That is, I got my sheets no mixed. No problem. 14? You uh, completely passed burnout, but I was going to give you one anyways, checkmate. So now, <laughs> now you have another kind of Spanish uh, uniform wearing person that is advancing towards you. So I should have just gone with that. Apologies. No worries. Um, can I go? I, I'm going to go with what I rolled then. Yeah, uh, yeah. perfectly fair. And that would be do, 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 15. 
15, so you move out of the way. It is still very ungangly as if this actually hasn't been very undead for long. Um, and it just swipes at you and almost trips over itself. Top of the initiative, um, Fastinus. There we go. That's you, John. Yep, I was turning off. I was turning myself off mute. I learn. Um, <laughs> He's evolving. I, uh, I am going to. I want to step on something's head. Um, <laughs> I want you to. I want to too, but I don't think any of the undead are crawling around. Oh, actually, you said they're spilling out of the hole. Are there any that have fallen prone? <laughs> None. All of them are on the feet, except for the one that was blasted literally off his feet. But it is very re-dead. Yeah. So that doesn't help me. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm going to uh surge forward. Uh. And and uh raising my machete, I I kind of flail about towards the undead with it. Um. The the uh, parrot poking its head out from between my ample bosoms to <laughs> scream uh, profanities at them. Heaving bosoms at this point. Sweating. Right, is, that parrot is that parrot is <laughs> friend. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a 15. Uh, so you surge forward using all of the might of your bulk behind you like mm -hmm. a slow-moving bull and I you like power through. <laughs> Roll me some of that good old damage. That's a very sexy two, my friend. Alright. So you <laughs> hack into it and you expose its meat. You can see that the blood has curdled inside of its, you know, abdomen, and it kind of plops out in large, meaty blobs. <laughs> Next in initiative is Checkmate. I love that, because you, you said that the way that someone would, like, describe, like, a Big Mac on TV, like, and its guts plopped out in large, meaty blobs. Like, <laughs> it was almost da -da -da. I'm loving it. Come on, McDonald's, um, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that'd be the weirdest fucking sponsorship. <laughs> um, I am going to take a swipe well, we Burger Punk. at the uh, the the jawless fella. That took a swipe at me um, with my All right. axe. Let's see how it goes. Come on. Oh, do, do, do. I might have actually connected this time. Hang on. Do, do, uh, 16? Yeah, that is a solid oh. hit against this. Hell yeah. It's 1d6 damage and one point of damage. Nice. All right. So you you remove another section of its uh, upper jaw, just leaving nothing but nostrils, like asynchronously flaring at you as if perhaps a little bit surprised, maybe angry. You can't tell since it's missing 
everything below it. Um, but it begins, you can see like uh, from its ruined throat that the epiglottis is kind of flapping angrily at least. Uh, <laughs> and it is still ambling towards you. Next in initiative is Burnout. All right. So um, do we, re- can I aim for the head? Can I remove the head? Or the brain. Or the brain. I mean, a- absolutely. Okay. I'm going to still treat it as a standard thing. I'm not going to make it like a cold shot like something else. It'll still be mm-hmm. the standard to hit, so it's okay. not going to be harder. Just for flavor. Uh, so that is an 18 to hit. Well, I mean, um, then you don't forget you've got plus one to hit and damage. That is a 19 so to is- hit. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so it's a very solid, mighty hit. So that is 1d6 plus one damage from you. Four. Four. So you, um, oh, this is the one you're still, I have on the tip of your sword. Um, you run it through, just dragging it up in a sawing motion, mm-hmm. and you just split it in half. And you hear a creaking sound just around from like, the hip region as it yeah. unsocks itself and just timbers. So there are two of these left. Uh, next in initiative is you, Death Turtle. Um, I'm going to try the spiritual possession again, see if I can get one of these zombies to fight the other zombie. And I know that it is randomly done, but uh, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a shot anyways. So, All right. Just, yeah, roll me a d6. If it's a one, then you're going to possess a, uh, a co-worker. Oh, boy. It's a two. Okay, um, so you possess the zombie that is missing its most of its face because it has less resistance given to all of the parts of it missing. So its body fills with the spirit of, well, you'd probably know that person intimately, but I won't speak their name unless I summon them. Uh, and you fill that zombie with that spirit. It quickly snaps to attention and it waits your instructions. I'm going to tell him to turn around and fight the other guy. Nice. And it does so. It leans forward as if it wants to take a bite, realizes it doesn't have a jaw, and then just headbutts the other zombie. Um, go, go ahead and roll for its attack. All right. Uh, that is a one. I love it. He cracks his head so hard against the other zombie, he breaks his own skull open, and he just dies. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I did what I could. That, that, that no, worked. You did. You so one so now there's, yeah. there's one zombie left, and it's yep. all yours, Spike. <laughs> and I have a gun. And that one... Yep. <laughs> yep. So you can see that this is, uh, you know, got plinked at by um, Checkmate, and so it is already wounded, and it just needs the bare kiss of your musket to take it out. Also, don't forget to keep track of your ammo, since ammo is... uh, Yes, my gun holds 10. Also, um, my YA uh, time travel (laughs) romance novel, um, The Bare Kiss of His Musket, 
in about four weeks when i finish writing it yeah yeah it sounds like that's also going to be banned by almost every library (laughs) in every red state (laughs) (laughs) this means achievement unlocked for me i'd love to have one of my books banned that'd be so dope i'm hoping unclean versus gets me there baby yeah (laughs) so do you give it the uh kiss of death spike um i got an 11 so that is just on the threshold. You need a 12. Do you want to use a point of devil's luck to bump it up? Yeah, let's use a point of devil's luck. So as you are lining up your site, you notice that there is a crab that is beginning to just climb its way up this body. And it catches your attention just enough that you are able to get your sights focused and your shot is true. You, I'm assuming, you go ahead and roll, but um, roll your damage, because I'm fairly certain that you're going to disassemble yeah, this. It's, it's a nine total. Beautiful. Um, you're pretty sure you see the crab wink before the, the zombie just uh, turns into a red shroud of mist and meat particles that just happen to completely shower checkmate. You're pretty sure that he likes it. Oh, you bet. <laughs> yeah. In the biz, we just call that gravy. <laughs> gravy or scrapings, either way. So as you brace yourself and wait, you don't see any more zombies climb out the hold. Uh, I need the lot of you to make me a... Um, percep- I want to say perception. A presence check. Seven. Ooh, not good. Let me see. One. Six. Three. Twenty-one. Nat, nat twenty. You got a nat twenty. Yes, sir. Okay. So, as you are doing everything you can to quiet your breath, because you don't want to get yourself too worked up and get to one of those like spasms of. Um, you hear something just beyond the other side of the ship. It sounds like a heavy galoot sound, followed by the sound of, you're pretty sure it's rope on wood. And you see that the wall of fog that has been obscuring the other side of the ship and obscuring the westward view of the ocean begins to part a bit. And you're very certain that you see three masts and gossamer black sails, like not normal sails on this ship. In fact, as you kind of get on your tippy toes and feel the full weight of your uh, your corpuscles on your tiptoes, you can make out what looks to be like a very ghostly-like ship, very spectral, as it goes westward, and in its wake, the fog parts. That's not great. It's probably the Flying Dutchman, which might be great. I don't know. We have no company, friends. (laughs) I'm going to need more bullets. Not more company. They're they're leaving. Oh. 
they're going westward from here. Did they take all of the ash? You have to go back in the hole and take a look-see. Who's going back in the hole with me? Uh, okay, we're leaving um, Thunderbuns out here this time if he doesn't. Yeah. Although we probably <laughs> killed everything that's in there. Um, so you can winnie your, your, the poo your way in, John. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, let's go back and see what they took. I'm curious. Yeah. When you go back in the hole, the first thing that you notice is that there are a lot less bodies that were, I mean, the floor was carpeted in bodies. You re-identified five of them. You collected a lot of stew pot meat, but most of the bodies are gone. Oh, shit. It doesn't look like... The, they're crew yeah. in the boat. <laughs> they took off. Well, that's a positive in my opinion. I mean, if I'd known they could crew a boat, maybe we'd get that sloop <laughs> off the ground. We could get out of this goddamn dinghy, but oh well. I don't know. I think it's kind of cozy. I like the dinghy. Okay. That was someone's mother's dinghy. <laughs> that dinghy has been there. Respect. That dinghy has been there for us for a long time. We've been on several missions with that dinghy. True. I love that dinghy. I carved my initials in the side. <clears throat> At least what I think they are on account that I can't read. There's <laughs> a problem. Can any of us read? Um, if we're being like true to the setting, then John probably can. Um, since wasn't uh Wadsworth or whatever his name is uh an officer of some kind? I think you have to be fast to fast Marlowe. Fast more okay, and and wasn't he a uh, an officer of some kind before he yeah, was? Yeah, I was a I was a uh, a non -com uh, commissioned officer out of academy. I'm pretty yeah, you know how yeah, to I, read. I am I am like I am actually like before before my cannibalistic fall, I was a I was essentially a minor noble. Yeah, uh, no. sent to academy, given given command of a you know given a command position which well, i immediately abused and ate everyone yeah. yeah yeah it's a good thing to do with the position of power is eat everybody um <laughs> yeah okay so missing corpses maybe we get do you guys want to just load up the ash and go see if we can sell it for some sweet sweet folding pieces of eight which well, i have I, no need to sell it I'm happy to give it away, but if you want to make some money, I won't stop you. I am never touching that shit again. <laughs> I don't plan to use it either, friend. <laughs> Spread the wealth. You, ah, do you want yeah. to go through the various cargo to see what was actually on the ship? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So as you are going through the piles of cargo, you can see that this isn't just merely just heaped up because of how the ship crashed. Most of all these containers have been intentionally cracked into and rifled through, and most of the contents have been spoiled or fouled. Do you see that there are crates full of ash? There are crates full of coffee beans, tobacco, and food that that has become putrid and just offers a terrible fermenting and rotting stench. It's been mixed together 
together. It's been looks as if people were cracking apart every single container they could get their hands on and like they were looking up for something. Kind of fast forwarding, so we're low on time for the rest of this evening. Digging through the detritus, you find a um, 10 crates of ash that are still more or less unmolested. 130 pieces of silver kind of scattered around, maybe falling out of the corpse's pockets. Uh, someone roll me D6. That is a three. Three bottles of wine. Oddly enough, it's British wine, even though this is a Spanish ship. That is and, weird, uh, because uh, like the Spanish made good wine. The Brits didn't make wine worth a shit. <laughs> they were bringing it as a punishment. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> as you are going through the rest of the ship gathering bits of information, kind of combing through it. It looks as if the um, zombies or whatever happened here, the entire ship is in utter disarray. Doors have been chaotically ripped off. Tons of damage from looks like fighting, musket holes in the wall, lots of slashing, blood everywhere. But there's no more bodies despite anywhere you go in the ship. As you go into the captain's cabin and loot and rifle through there as well, you find a couple of other things that kind of catch your curiosity. Um, hidden inside of a locked drawer, which isn't locked for long given all of your implements, like the pig sticker and your boarding axe, you find a deep blue gemstone that seems very out of place and oddly carved as if... A following a certain shape or something you're not exactly sure what it is. That's, I can hear beans yeah, snoring. Yes. Um, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> yeah. There's a flask. Damn. You find a alchemical flask. Uh, there is an alchemical system in this game as well. It has an odd symbol on the label that looks very much like an asterisk the fluid inside is purple and it shimmers a little bit as you look at it in the lights lastly as you go through these drawers of the officer's desk you find that there is um like ledgers of transactions and soggy maps from it looks like something was spilled across this desk during the shuffle, but of um, the local island system. And you see that all of the areas where there are major markets are circled. And in particular, you see there's a red arrow pointing down to uh, Tortuga, and every ash den is also highlighted along with all of the market areas. Hello friends, it's me, John Baldusberger. Just have a few quick announcements. Uh, first, Ian is editing Powell's Whisper of the Woods. It is live on Kickstarter right now. Uh, Kevin has a new episode of Flail to the Face. It's episode 14, Unholy Nativity, and it's really exciting because it features Johan Knorr. 
the original creator of Markborg. So definitely go check that out. Uh, we have a new book coming from Nate Southerd called Porcelain. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, it's incredible. It's kind of a psychosexual thriller, and it's really incredible. On top of that, um, on January 19th, my next book, Unclean Verses, by John Baldisberger, is coming out. An, ex an extreme horror retelling of Dante's Inferno. And finally, keep your eyes peeled on the uh, Madness Heart Games Twitter feed, or the Wanmon Cast Twitter feed, because uh, we'll be announcing a Zine Quest uh, folding map game that should be really cool coming soon. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.